Today's podcast is brought to you by Eggshell Light Company. For over 45 years, Eggshell Light Company has been the go-to specialty shop handling the lighting needs for all that grace the shores of beautiful Hawaii. Combining the artistic methods of the theater with the speed and efficiency of the musical touring industry, they have pioneered event lighting throughout the Hawaiian Islands. They specialize in supply of top shelf equipment and designers for broadcast concerts, corporate, and special events. From the smallest weddings to televised concerts and the largest corporate clients, they know this is your most important event. It is their goal to make sure you feel that way. Aloha from Eggshell Light Company. Welcome everyone to another episode of LD at Large podcast. My name is Chris Lose. I am the designer relations developer at Ayrton Lighting, as well as columnist for PLSN Magazine. I hope you're all enjoying and uh, listening and reading in these isolated times where we're all spending so, so much time with our families. We all kind of see it as a blessing and some of us are seeing it as a little bit of a, of a curse because We've always wanted to be able to spend a little bit more time with our families, but here it is. We, we get an, an, an extended amount of time with our families. So I thought it would be a really good time to reach out to some of the people who have chosen to work with their families on, on the clock and off. So today I'm very excited to, to welcome a, a few of my, my favorite people in the industry uh, so I've got uh, John Featherstone, founding partner at Lightswitch, his wonderful daughter, Haley Featherstone. She is the lighting programmer and designer. She's freelance. I was also able to procure some people from the, uh, the, the sound side of our industry. So I've got Mario Educate, president and CEO of OSA International, as well as his son, Carmen Educate. He is the executive vice president at OSA International. Thank you guys all so much for taking the time to chat with me today. Oh, you're welcome, Chris. Uh, Thanks for having us. No problem. Wonderful. Uh, Mario, I would imagine that you guys have had plenty of time to spend at home and in the shop these days, cleaning and maintaining and polishing and refurbishing. I would imagine everything is in tip-top shape these days. Yeah, it's been a lot of time spent doing inventory and finding out what's been lost and what hasn't really been lost that the computer thinks um, <laughs> a different way, um, repairing <laughs> things, cleaning it up, um, and just uh, relooking at everything that we do. So it was well-needed time. It wasn't that we wanted it to be this abrupt, um, but we never really get the time to really tear everything apart and clean it up and make sure it's right again. So been busy. Right on. I would imagine everything is sparkling then. I, I would, I'm sure that you love and hate the fact that your gear is sparkling. I hate right seeing now. it all on the shelf. I bet you've never seen it all in one place before. Nope. Wow, nope. Crazy. I would imagine a lot of people's warehouses aren't even designed to, f to hold as much gear as they have. Yeah. The, the goal is not to have your gear in the warehouse. Mm -hmm. right. That's true. That's true. So, uh, so the reason that I wanted to reach out to you guys is because I have two kids and in this isolation time, I am teaching them, uh, dad academy. We have dad academy on Fridays and I teach them a little bit of all the things that I know. And right now, the best thing I can do is I can kind of can teach them color theory and they're learning coding. And I, I kind of realized that I'm doing this because I, I had a, I had an idea in my head that someday they might follow in my footsteps. But then I also thought that if I ever followed in my father's footsteps, I'd be in winery consultant. And that, that wouldn't have worked for me. My, no matter how hard my dad had pushed to bring me into his industry, I never would have, it wouldn't have gelled. I wouldn't have worked. <laughs> but you guys have been so lucky to be able to have that exact situation where you've been able to bring your, your children into the industry. So John, if I could ask you first, when was the first time you realized it would be a good idea to bring your daughter into the industry with you? Well, I, I mean, I, th I think it was a fortunate outcome of something that I think all parents try to embrace, which is, which is support your kids in whatever they want to do. Um, and, and 
really manifest that notion of, of I don't really care what you do, so long as you do it well and you're happy. And, and also demonstrating to my, to my kids especially that um, there's not necessarily this tension between your personal life and your work life. That your career can be, can be part of your passion and what you do and what you love. And we have, we have a complicated job to explain. I have a hard enough time explaining it to people that have an understanding of the world of business, much less to your kids. And, and what I tried to do was have it not be so that Haley was like, I'm not sure what my dad does. I think he works at the airport because he's going there all the time. But have it be something that she saw the, you know, the great people I work with and how passionate I was about what I do and how much it's a part of, 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 of who I am. You know, and there's that great expression that if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. And I think if you give that to your kids, whether they're a starving artist or a billionaire, if they love what they do, then I think that's one of the most important things you can do as a parent. Absolutely. I think we fully agree there. What was it that kind of, when was the first time that you kind of realized that Haley had a spark and, and an understanding for what you do? Um, I think it was, you know, I, and I don't know if it was the same for you, Mario, but there, there's this weird dynamic about you, certainly for me, that I was really excited when Haley started to get interested in light and color. Um, but I didn't want to get, ever give her the feeling that she was being pushed you know, in the direction of there was any kind of obligation or responsibility to kind of follow in dad's footsteps or that stuff. And I think it was really, I got a sense for Haley's understanding of light, not when she started doing lighting, but when she was following a passion for photography. Because that, and I've actually never been a terribly good photographer. Um, but, but when I was looking at Haley's work, I was like, wow, this is somebody that really understands light on a fundamental level. And and, you know, I mean, I know, Carmen, you've always had a passion for music, you know, as well. And, and that is a broader thing than, than the work in audio. But that's kind of been part of who you are in the same way as I think light has always been a part of the way Haley is as a person. It's always been something that she's been obsessed with. Yeah. So let's take this one over to Mario. When was the first time that you kind of realized that Carmen might think that you had a pretty cool job? Well, I used to take Carmen to the warehouse uh, when he was a little boy. And I would take him and I would take his bike and we would go to the warehouse and he would ride around and actually ride his bike right off the ramp, you know, and, and fall <laughs> into the dock, um, which I would sit there and try and figure it out. But I started to realize that he was going to get into this when he started to come out on shows and, and intermingled with everyone and he fit. He had that personality that fit with everyone that we traveled with. Um, I really never set out for him to do what I do, um, but I now see it in, you know, as I am a technical director, or I am in charge of the show of the music that they play. And some of it's the music that they grew up with, with me playing that is some of the same songs. Um, and then just watching how, you know, just more and more, I wanted to get in depth of how does this really work? Uh, you know, it was, it was a, a great honor to see, you know, my old clients working with him and then them especially telling me that he's the upgraded version. Uh, so, you know, it's really, this business is a lot of your expertise is a serious part, your personality and your your attitude is just as important. You know, when you could smile and you could tell someone that it's gonna be taken care of and they like working with you and they trust you. Um, it's the thing of, it's not just about, this is what I do, it's about what we all do. And he has that attitude. So when he was starting to show that, I realized that this would be a good thing for him. And it's a great business. It's an incredible business. We're not the same place place every day. We get to do cool things. We get to meet incredible people um, and we get to hang out. So, yeah. you know, I think that him burning holes in the cup on the uh, workbench with the soldering iron, that, that showed me that he was destined. <laughs> you come out and you, you've got Carmen uh, soldered into all of your oh, faces. holes in all the, the cups and Sorry stuff. And cups the, and the, soldering the tech iron. guys would yeah. tell me that all the time. Like he's burning stuff with the soldering iron. <laughs> I was helping too. I swear I fixed cables. 
Yeah, nobody notices when you fix the cables, but everybody notices when you burn holes in the styrofoam cups. I don't know what the deal is with that, but <laughs> I feel the same way, Chris. You set up the sprinklers in one ballroom. You know, that's all it takes. Yeah, that's all it takes. Yep. So, was there ever like a uh, a Simba moment, Mario, where you kind of looked at Carmen and you're like, "This is all going to be yours someday," or was it? No, I threatened him that it's not going to be. I threatened him. <laughs> brothers and sisters that it's not going to be. That's my threat to them. Um, <laughs> you know, I get calls a lot of, you know, we'd like to talk to you about buying the company. It's like, no, I'm not going to do that. I have, I have children that are part of this and hopefully they will continue this and they will make it better than, you know, where I got it. And they have the, the smarts now to do it. I, you know, started it with, Hey, I've got a couple of speakers. You need to rent a couple of speakers. You need to rent some microphones and, I was doing my own show, so now it's more established and they can take it to another step. But no, well, there wasn't the Simba moment. So Carmen, did you take that that threat lightly? Like, what do you mean that you, you're not gonna lock me in a, in a warehouse with a bunch of speakers someday? No, no, I, I you know, I, I love that kind of attitude actually. The way that I've always felt about it is if he leaves us anything, I'll be disappointed, but he just wasted something, you know, he needed to go all out. Um, I, I definitely don't want to, you know, take over anything that's not, you know, belonging to me. I just want to, I want to keep the team growing and I want to keep, I want to keep, uh, you know, everybody working towards the same, the same goals in the same direction and to, to build our industry the way that, you know, I found it and the mentors that I had growing up who, you know, didn't really realize how much influence they had over, you know, the time that I spent with them of just, you know, taking in kind of a lot of philosophy and theory and, and just that, that, you know, kind of brotherhood that happens on the road as well. So it's always been, you know, kind of deep rooted from early on. I started this, I was pretty young. Yeah, I would imagine that you were well poised to, to know how to treat a client that came from Mario and was handed to you because you knew the exact theory and the philosophy that goes along. What was the first time that that kind of happened where somebody was Mario's client and then kind of became somebody that you deal with more? Jeez, that, you know, he, he kind of left, uh, he left pretty big shoes to fill in that sense to where, <laughs> you know, for the first probably for, for the first 10 years, you know, of, of me, you know, working with him and, and learning from everybody. And, and what I've realized is the shoes that, that are left to fill are enormous and everybody knows my dad and I would usually go about it and I wouldn't say anything. I wouldn't let people know who I was. I made sure if I introduced myself, I usually wouldn't use my last name. So they didn't go, wait a minute. Yeah. Same. <laughs> you know, and really what it came down to was, you know, I want somebody to go, hey, that Carmen kid is really good. You know, I don't want somebody to go, oh, well, you know, or, or start putting their own spin on it. Or so I, it was it was really tough in the beginning to kind of start getting recognized, you know, as aside from, you know, oh, you're you're Mario's kid. Oh, I love your dad. You know, fortunately, the, the response has always been good of, you know, oh, you're you and your dad and I go way back. And, and he's such a great guy. said I so. Um, all of my clients for the first 10 years were essentially his, um, everybody okay. knew him. they all came from him. And, you know, that's, that's just, uh, that's what I knew, you know? So, I, so I you had to, had to make your mark as Carmen and not as the boss's kid. Right. Yeah. I would imagine that was a, a big thumb to get out from under to say like, when I'm not just the boss's kid, I'm actually, you know, I'm not silver spoon in my mouth kid. Who's going to get who's going to inherit the kingdom. I'm, I'm working my way up through the shop. I'm cleaning speakers. I'm doing it the right way. Mm -hmm. And fortunately he kind of kept me on that track, you know, even when sometimes I thought I should be uh, moving up a little bit sooner or doing a little bit better, you know, he kind of slapped me back. In. <laughs> <laughs> or, or, you know, that, that one night that we're doing a gig and we're all helping each other out and like three o'clock in the morning and the, the crew quits because, you know, pizza wasn't a meal and, now I'm talking shit and we're in the back of the truck and he fires me. <laughs> <laughs> so there's always that family element that'll come back into it. And, you know, we, we end up, you know, fortunately going to eat with each other again and sitting down and talking and 
working it out and kind of laughing about it. Right on. So Haley, how did you deal with having such a recognizable last name? It's not like it's John Smith or you could just be Haley Smith of any Smith family, but I mean, being a feather stone, <laughs> it's very recognizable. How did, did you have to, did you hide it or did you put your, your last name prominently on uh, your resumes and did it come up often? Oh no. No, I, I never prominently displayed it. Um, I, yeah, I mean, it comes up, you know, people put the, put the dots together pretty quick, but I, I didn't really even notice that I was doing what Carmen talked about, where you kind of just introduce yourself by your first name until I had been on a couple tours and one of my crew chiefs was like, are you doing that on purpose? Or they're like, you just, everybody else introduces themselves with their full name. And I'm just like, Hey, I'm Haley, you know? Like Madonna. Um, yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> just working the different angle there. Right. Just I'll go by one name now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, you got more of a unique name. So you and I can kind of do that. You know, I'm sure you're not going to yeah. comment. And if you do, I'm sure she's very pretty. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you wanted to make your mark as Haley first and then if obviously you weren't hiding that you're John's daughter, but at the same time you were right. You well, you didn't want to lead with that. Yeah. I mean, it's more important that somebody acknowledges you as an individual, as opposed to like a, just a family, you know, it, it was always more important for me that I could hold my own than like be rely on the last name at all. You know, mm -hmm. I've never wanted that. I mean, it's a gift to, have a father in the industry who is successful and like really great at what he does. And every time I talk about him, people give good feedback, you know, which is nice because that doesn't happen a lot. You know, people, mm -hmm. people are quick to shit on others. So it's a, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, it's, it was just something that it was just always more important for me to make sure that people knew me apart from the last name first, I guess. Okay. And, and we're cool. kind of as, as the kids in the industry, you know, the, oh, well, you know, John Featherstone is incredible. Anytime you mention his name, you know, people are like, oh my God, yeah, we love John. And same thing with my dad when I got in the industry, it was like, oh, Mario's doing the audio? Oh my God. It's yeah, everybody loves Mario. Yeah. So, so really what it came down to was have <laughs> these great reputations and then Haley and I kind of jump into this as you know, the boss's kid or, or the young end. And we're, I hate to say it, we're kind of expected to just be like self-entitled tools. Yeah. So, <laughs> so that's first off, that's your first impression. You're like, great. Now I got to work with, you know, the all-stars kid and I'm sure they're going to act like they're the all-star or, you know, so it, it's, you, you got to nip that in the butt right away and get that credibility on your own. Mm -hmm. to go, oh, wow, now I put this together. Or no, if anybody talks about Haley and says that, you know, she's just taking this ride because of her dad, you know, they're, they're mistaken. She's incredible, you know? So you'll kind of build that before you get stopped by just the name. So let's, uh, let's kind of take the other side of the, the initial question to Haley. When was the first time that you realized like, oh my God, my dad has kind of a cool job and that's something that I'm interested in doing. Dad, can you kind of show me what you're doing. Yeah, well, I think it's one of the unique jobs where like you figure out it's pretty cool pretty early on, you know. I've I've been going to concerts my whole life, you know. That's like the major perk of the job, right? Is you get to go to gigs and hang out with cool people and yeah, found you know, this. See this is this is this is early evidence of Haley right here. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> The people yeah. that can't see, uh, John is holding oh, up a Van Halen VIP laminate with a, it looks like Haley's about two, three yeah, years old. Yeah, there, thereabouts, yeah. Oh, look at those curls. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I knew it was a cool job from the get-go, and it was such a part of our family as a whole. You know, my mom was always involved with stuff, and we always did stuff sort of as like a family unit that I didn't really register that it was a career rather than just a lifestyle until I was probably like in late middle school, early high school, when you start to like be able to do tech theater stuff, you know? So it, it just always felt comfortable to me as a lifestyle. And then it was what I gravitated toward when I could start to do 
hobby too. And then when I did it as a hobby and I ended up loving it, um, it was just, so it just was a very natural progression for me. It never felt forced or anything. It just sort of felt like I grew up in it and I've always been comfortable with it. Okay. And I would imagine that it was very comfortable to just be able to rely on a certain amount of a, of a leg up from your dad, meaning you, you'd already had, you already knew the lifestyle. You already knew some of the demands and then to be able to move forward going like, well, this is just normal to me. Whereas a lot of other people, they have to learn that. Yeah. yeah I think, Go I ahead. think once you get into it professionally, there's a lot of stuff that you just sort of, like Mario was saying about Carmen, like attitude and personality wise, you just sort of inherently understand how you're supposed to act in certain situations, you know, like around talent or you, you sort of get the hierarchy of crews and you understand that everybody is pivotal to the gig. Like nobody's more like you're all in it together. You know, it's not about like, you're my boss and I'm your boss. And when push comes to shove, you know, you gotta get the rig up. Um, and yeah, so I, I think, I think that, I guess there's, I guess if, if I ever had a leg up, it would be that I, already knew what this was like I didn't mm -hmm. have to I didn't have to find it and that is a huge gift you know right uh, so like for me I had to convince my parents that what I was doing was even worth while and what <laughs> what uh, why I was working one job to pay for my arts degree they didn't exactly get it they were reluctantly supportive as loving parents but you had a, a leg up in the fact that you didn't have to explain to John saying, okay, so this is a real career. Yeah. <laughs> if, if anything, I had to explain to him why I actually wanted to do it as an individual. You know, he was like, are you sure? <laughs> you know, <laughs> she had the best answer too. What was the answer? Well, the, an the answer was when I asked her about it, you know, and, and uh, Mary, I'm sure it's the same for you. You know, there's, there's part of this thing that, you know, we open with about wanting your kids to be successful, but also not to feel pressured. You know, I, I'm, I'm Mario, I've known Mario a long time, and I know that he would be unbelievably proud of his kids no matter what they did, so mm -hmm. long as they did it with heart and passion. And, and, and I wanted to make super sure that Haley felt really understood that, that we would support her in whatever she wanted to do. And if she wanted to do the same thing I did, that was, that was obviously great and incredibly flattering to me, but that there was no obligation. And I asked her why, and Haley said, um, I see the kind of relationships you have with other people. And you see people that you toured with that you haven't seen for 10, 15, 20 years. And it's like you were never apart. And I want those mm -hmm. kind of relationships in my life. And, and to me, that's the most important part of what I do. You know, I, I love the creativity. I'm super lucky to work in a field where I get paid handsome. Well, normally in times of <laughs> get paid handsomely for what, for what I do, but it's, it's about the people. I know I could pick up the phone and call new, all everybody on this, on this call, Chris, you, Mario, Carmen, obviously Haley, but, but people that aren't family and go, I got a problem. And they would be like, they'd be out of the door before I'd even told them where I was. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and those kind of strength of relationships and, and, you know, we've, we've all been through that in, in situations doing what we do, where, where we realize that if one of us fails, all of us fail. And there's not a ton of vocations like that, where I, I, it doesn't matter how good the lighting is. If the show sounds like shit, it's a shit show. It right. doesn't matter how good it sounds. If you can't see the singer, it's a shit show. And that goes for every department rippling through that. And you only get that, I think, by working with people who you respect and building those relationships. And when Haley said mm -hmm. it's all about relationships, I'm like, okay, she gets it. Whether mm -hmm. she's going to do lights or audio or heaven forbid, go into video, um, you know, that she gets, she gets what the business is about. And that's, that's the most important thing. It's about the people. Haley, I love you no matter what you do, as long as you don't do video. <laughs> yeah. There have to be limits, you know. So. Yeah. I mean, I mean, love is... 99% unconditional exactly. unless you're doing, unless you're 
wrapping cables over your elbow, then right, then right. we have to oh, talk. Yeah, she learned how to coil cables at, at a very early age. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Carmen, did you ever try any other line of work? Uh, yeah, I did actually. Uh, right, I, I was. I was going to high school and I was working in the shop in Vegas. Uh, I think that's when you and I met, which that's was right. 20 years ago or so. Oh my and, God. Uh, yeah, no shit. So um, I was working in the shop and, and I was being taught. I mean, at that point, like I had a pretty good skill set. I didn't know if I could really go do anything else, even as a teenager, because I knew how to solder cables. I knew how to check cables and I knew how to coil cables really well. I felt like I was pretty well suited for, you know, just that, that shop maintenance, you know, position. I was strong. I could load trucks. Like I, I was, I felt like I had a pretty good niche and it took me out of doing food service in high school, which was. McDonald's. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what I, what I had started, uh, um, I started going to school for, uh, for web coding and for um, uh, different Microsoft platforms. So basically web development and things of that nature. And, and I got about halfway through my C++ class to learn how to start officially coding websites. And I had, um, that year it was, it was right after I had graduated high school and I already started going out and doing shows and I loved doing shows. I finally got, you know, a couple of the engineers, the, the older guys to, to go, you know what, I'll take the kid out, you know? I don't have any more money in the budget for the show, but you know, if he wants to come out and learn, you know, the show's in Vegas, he could come out and learn. And, and I just loved it. So like all the challenges that were presented and, and, you know, it, it, it was, it was a slow going process at that point to just start getting moved up into the ranks and start learning some of these niche, niche businesses. All right. So slinging speakers one out over web development and food preparation. Oh yeah. Yeah. By far. Who would have thought? Yeah. <laughs> crazy, crazy talk. And what about you, Haley? Did you ever have any, did you ever start to venture any other direction or was, was this laser focus you're going into lighting? Yeah, I, I tend towards laser focus just as, um, as a person. As, yeah. yeah as a person. <laughs> yeah. I like to, I like to plow through, you know, different achievements. I'm an achievement based person. Okay. Um, but I, you know, I've always been really into photography. I did as okay. many photography classes in college as I did lighting classes. I sort of feel like they go hand in hand and was honestly upset that I wasn't allowed to double major in it. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've always been pretty like technical theater does lighting design oriented um so you never delivered pizzas or scrubbed toilets um i've scrubbed toilets just in shops got it <laughs> <laughs> i i'm i'm with you i'm i never did much outside of the industry i would be painfully underqualified for anything outside of lighting because i uh, i've only done lighting my degree is in lighting my all my high school experiences in lighting and theater and uh, times like this are like, I would hate to think of anybody having to abandon a, this industry yeah. because you know, I, I don't know how to do anything else. If the, if the zombie way. apocalypse happens, I don't, I don't have any skills. Unless I'm simply underqualified for anything else. I'm the same way. Well, yeah. When the apocalypse happens, uh, um, we've got artists ready to play. So I, I'm, we're going to put together the show. Yeah. <laughs> <Perfect>. <laughs> nice Just, common way, way to think ahead, brother. Yeah. You, me, an artist, and uh, a couple hundred zombies to keep at bay. We'll figure it out. <laughs> I'll still uh, do it. <laughs> so I know that we've been painting a fairly rosy picture of this one, but Mario, have you ever had anybody kind of come to you and say, hey, uh, I came to you because I want to work with you, and now your kid? You want me to work with your kid? I, you know, has it ever been uh, no. any bumpy roads? No, I've never had that. Um, wow. Only because he, he was never turned over or my other children were never turned over to a client that they had to deal with them then. It was always the client's choice that they wanted to deal with them. Okay. Um, always made sure that they were part of the crew. The other thing that I always made sure of was that I wasn't the person really training them. I wanted them to be trained by someone else where I couldn't nitpick. I couldn't, 
you know, put them down. I wanted them to be able to ask if they felt it was a stupid question to ask it. Um, I even now on show sites, if there's something that I feel isn't 100% correct or the way I would do it, I will put out a snide remark or I'll throw hints, you know, <laughs> but I won't, you know, slam my hand down and go, that's wrong. Um, because in a lot of instances, it's not wrong. And a lot of times they'll now explain to me, him and his little brother will explain to me some different ways. It's like, okay, I could have open minds to that. But no, never really through, even with the rest of our um, staff, we don't really throw anybody at anybody. They have to welcome them with open arms. And then you can see that they have a relationship and now it's time for me to move on. So it's a slow gravitation towards upgraded Mario to the, the younger version Slow of Mario. gravitation towards me having to do my regular job. I love doing shows, but I will sit there and start to realize that I should be doing something else right now. Like, you know, financials or, or something else. Mm -hmm. um, and I also see that as I get older, I'm not as patient as I used to be. <laughs> no more changes. I have to watch no that. And the rest of my crew knows it too. That, <laughs> To walk away before you say something walk away <laughs> yeah it's interesting you bring up the point about learning from somebody else mario because because people have asked me you know well you know i mean Haley's doing functionally the same things you why why is she not doing it as part of light switch you know and and i think Haley, you and i without really talking about it a ton but i know we talked about it sort of decided that first of all i think touring's a blast when you're young um sleeping in a bunk at my age not so much fun and i and there are friends of mine that are my that i toured with who are still on the road and i i literally do not know how they do it but um but i think touring is a great way to cut your teeth and and i think you're really right mario i think it's super important that it's like that 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 our offspring can learn from other people see mm -hmm. other ways of doing things and have it not be just that they turn into like a mini me that they have their own style and their own ethos and their own aesthetic and come and it's it's really cool you mix a show totally different than the way your dad does they both sound amazing but it's like two artists that have developed their own style and i and i hope it's the same way Haley and i that, that well, i know it is the same way it's with, with daily and i that she has her own style of doing things as well and and going off and working with other people i think is really important to have mm -hmm. them get exposed to other ways of doing things and and good and bad and go Oh, well, holy shit. Well, that's a terrible idea. I'm never doing that again. And, mm -hmm. and be able to make their own mistakes. You know, one of the things that we've always, Norm and I have always tried to do a light switch, and it sounds kind of counterintuitive, is make it sort of a safe place to fail. That, that I think failing is deeply fundamental to learning. You have to know that you're in a place where you can safely fail or you won't make any bold choices. And, and I think the easiest way to fail is not with your dad watching you. So to be able to make some mistakes and stretch and grow and really go, oh, what happens if I, oh, well, shit, I'm never doing that again. That definitely didn't Don't touch that way. button. Exactly. <laughs> what does this one do kind of thing? I think that's really important. And, and I think that's easiest when you're with, with other people, not necessarily with just with family the whole time. Yep. So Haley, if you were ever to become fully uh, invested into light switch, do you feel like it would be too much time being spent with your dad i mean, basically it would turn your your home life and your work life into a family would uh is that something that you are concerned about no it would be perfect and there would be no problems and we are best <laughs> friends and rainbows <laughs> <laughs> um no i mean you know i think i'm really lucky that uh my dad and i are family but we're also friends um and i think that gives us a sort of unique perspective to lean on when we're when we're trying to not talk to each other like family we can talk to each other like friends too um you know i once i join light switch i can never unjoin light switch <laughs> so I want, you I want to make sure, <laughs> you know what I mean though? Um, so yeah. I, I just want to make sure that I feel like I am doing enough for myself as a programmer, designer, technician, and then I'm getting all of the experience that I feel will make me well-rounded enough to be a 
asset in and of myself to the company. Um, but I think I'm not, I'm not worried about working together. I feel like we've been working together my whole life, really. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, one of the things that I find would be interesting if let's say you were an, an associate designer and it became like a, a light switch and son light switch and daughter sort of situation. And then like, let's say, uh, you had to be, hypercritical of something whereas when you can do it in a in a professional situation you can make very professional criticism and then when you when you're criticizing within your family it can get more heated do you does that uh, is that even a concern do you guys feel like you could separate professional from family in that sort of situation i didn't do a very good job of uh describing that one but I hate to say I'm that. I'm trying to see if you... If you <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm trying to think of my own kids. If, they, if I had to use my own kids as an assistant and they don't do what I ask them to do, I have one way of dealing with them, whereas right. I have a completely different way of dealing with my employees. Oh, yeah. Uh, and it's different. It's very <laughs> different. Uh, like, what do you say? <laughs> Carmen, the three of us can sign off, and we'll just leave you two educate boys to it if you want. <laughs> no. Uh, it's, it's so, so, see, he's lucky though because he has a younger brother that travels with us, and he takes more of the heat now than Carmen does. So Paulie, it's like he's probably takes more time. heat from the lighting department than Carmen. That's only on the shows that I do. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, you're right. He gets to take all the heat, and I love it. <laughs> So Carmen, do you ever feel like your your family problem solving skills and your professional problem solving skills ever started to intermingle at the shop? Uh, I've gotten to the point where I can't really distinguish both. So you just get me, you know, you, you, you just get the real instance and I just gotta be, I gotta be Frank at that point, you know, I'll, I'll do my best to portray it in the right way, but you're going to know if there's, you know, a hint of frustration in there. And I feel like I learned from the best as far as that goes, you know, you, you definitely know when, uh, when my dad is mad and, uh, <laughs> and he's got a point to make. So, um, it's, I guess that's, that's inherited. <laughs> but I think that's part of the way, the way families are as well. I mean, I, I obviously, I mean, Carmen, you know, you, you and I go back to, you and I tooling around in the golf cart at NBA when you, I can't even remember how old you were. That was Salt Lake. When was that? No. What year was Salt Lake? No. It was Javits Center. Minneapolis. No, Minneapolis. It was Minneapolis, the first yeah. one, yeah. Which was, God, 1726, I think. I can't even remember. Uh-huh. Right right before electrification, we were still doing everything with gas. <laughs> right. But, you know, but I've seen you guys well, together. We missed our going home. <laughs> right. <laughs> but but you you guys have been you know the educates are a bit like the Featherstones. You're a very direct family. Um, is mm-hmm. you, you 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 from a place of love still don't pull any punches. And 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 I think Mario, you and Trisha are all like Kathy and I that you want kids to have their own opinions. Mm-hmm. You know and 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 we've tried to raise kids that understood the difference between being opinionated and being arrogant. And mm-hmm. I think being opinionated is to be encouraged. And, and I try to do that with everybody that works with me, not just with my kids, but it, there really is no bad source for a good idea. And if somebody's seeing something that I miss, for the love of God, tell me, you know, I'm not going to get the, well, how dare you, do you know, who seem, you don't seem to realize who I think I am speech. It's the same way with, with parenting is, is you want kids to have opinions and be comfortable saying it. Now, you can then talk about whether that's valid or whether you're going to do it or the reasons why you did what you did. But I would hope that Haley would speak, well, I know Haley would because she does, speak up about work-related stuff and, and certainly with, with her perspective. You know, we, we, we're in a pretty male, thankfully less male-centric than when I started, but in a pretty male-centric business. And, you know, and I've seen Mario grow his company in a way that, that really gives opportunity to aptitude and excellence. And mm-hmm. it doesn't matter whether you're male, female, white, black, yellow, green, purple, whatever it does. It, Mario is one of the more colorblind people I know in that regard. And, and Haley's perspective is really invaluable. And there is some stuff that she's pointed out where I'm like, 
oh, holy shit, not only did I not realize I was acting that way, but I didn't realize my company was acting that way. I didn't right. realize we were allowing that behavior to become institutionalized. I didn't realize we were working in a way that was doing X, Y, Z. And now we know about it, we're gonna try and fix it. So that, so that, mm -hmm. and I know that some of those conversations have not always been comfortable for Haley because she's like, I know you think what you're doing is great and super cool and hip and engaging and, and diverse and inclusive. It's not, it's kind of crass old white guy stuff. So, wow. so, so that, but, but that's, but that's how we that's, grow into the kind of enterprise we want to be in common. You and I've talked yes. about this too. I know you feel strongly about running an inclusive business as well, you mm -hmm. know, and making sure that everybody feels welcome. I mean, we're all the broken toys anyway. I mean, oh. we're all the theater nerds who don't fit in anywhere else. And all of a sudden we found this group where we fit in. My partner Tyler says it really well. He says, well, you know, when I was doing this shit at school, I never knew I'd end up with us being the cool kids, you know, mm -hmm. and, and we're really lucky because we sort of did, you know, and we've kind of forest gumped our way into doing a job we love, making a good living, working with awesome people, doing all these really cool shows and traveling the world. We mm -hmm. sort of lucked out. Well, we have an obligation to try and do it with as much um, inclusion and welcomeness as we can, because this is where the oddballs come to hang out, is with all of us. <laughs> the land of misfit toys. We are. We are the land of misfit toys. Yeah. So, Haley, do you find that accurate? Are you often bringing the younger, hipper perspective into, into the job? <laughs> I mean, I guess I'd like to think so. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not young and hip. Yeah. I'm motivated. <laughs> no, I think I think that um, change is what keeps you relevant, and uh, you know, keeping keeping an eye on on how things are changing and how you want to implement those changes to make things better, and especially with two you know, but prominent companies in the industry like Lightswitch and OSA, um, you know, you have an opportunity to be at the forefront of the change. And don't you want to be the people to have that trickle down? You know, mm -hmm. you, you want to be the people who are being advocates for individuals who need a voice, you know, you, it's, it's a gift really. Yeah. Uh, Carmen, similar question. Uh, do you find that you're often fighting the old fuddy-duddy term uh, mindset where it's like, no, Carmen, this is the way we've always done it. This is tried and true. And you have to go and see like, no, dad, it is tried and true, but that's, it's not the way it works anymore. We need, let's say it's a, we need a website or we need an Instagram page or something like, do you, do you, is that a battle that you've had to fight? This is, this is a battle that I think everyone's fought. And yeah, it's a it's a common it's a common instance. But but I can tell you that that the advantage I think that that we have using all of this lovely nepotism here is right now you're not going to find an employee that's going to come right out of college and go up to the owner of the company and just be like, listen, what you're doing is <laughs> fucking wrong. I'm just going to be straight up with you, like. Like what you're doing right now, like you could fire me because I really don't give a shit. I'm going to go live back with my parents and they got a nice pool. Like, so I'm just doing you a favor. You could say thank you or fuck you or whatever. But I'm going to tell you right now where your direction is going is, is shit. Like you're not catering to my generation. You're not catering to the generation before us. You basically think you know how to do all this stuff. And it, that might not be the case, you know? So, so where Haley and I have kind of danced that line is, being more vocal about, yeah, you really need to be doing this though. Or, or yeah, you know, have you thought about this or, or you should be doing this where, you know, as, as, you know, a, a, a member of the company and, 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 you know, a, a follower for so many years of these guys are my mentors as these things shift, it's like, okay, I just watched now, you know, when we went from analog consoles to digital consoles, I watched, you know, half of the guys that I thought were, the best engineers in the world were like, fuck it, I'm done. Like, I, I don't even care to learn that computer. I'm, I'm just done. Like, I, I don't, I don't want to use that. So I'm going to end here. And I, and, and you kind of take what, what these generational challenges are, I would say, or, or changes in the technology that end up giving, you know, youngers a, a leg up in that sense of, no, you're not really hitting our culture right now. You're, you're focusing on your culture and your culture could barely use these devices. Like, what are you talking about? 
you know? <laughs> so it, it brings it brings the real and and unfortunately they're forced to listen. John and my dad are just forced to listen because whether it's gonna be at Thanksgiving dinner or in an office, you gotta hear it because we're not gonna shut up. That's my fear. Yeah. <laughs> That's my fear. Yeah. When my day gets to where I can walk away, that I'm really not going to walk away. You're right. Well, yeah. yeah, that's their fear too, Mario, is we're not going to walk away. Yeah. Is those dragons <laughs> kicking and screaming out of the office. And after this little uh, hiatus, I'm never walking away. Yeah. <laughs> this is not retirement. And right. even though I oh, never that's know a, what to do. But he is correct. That's a very real concern that I didn't even think about. For me... When I go to a, a party or something, nobody has any idea what I do. And I don't end up talking about lighting outside of my industry people. If I go to my parent-in-laws, they, they're like, what, tell me some names that you work with. And I'll say, oh, you know, people like Elton John or Fleetwood Mac. Like, yeah, okay. So uh, let's talk about baseball because I have no idea what you do. Right. You, you're kind of locked into, uh, inevitably, there's going to be a, a discussion about the PM5D at the uh, Thanksgiving dinner, right? Oh, there's discussions at our dinner table where you just sit and you sneer at someone and like to stop now. Yeah, but I, I like to think we're pretty good at that now because we, we live this. I mean, you know, our, our industry is is engulfing. I mean, you, you live, you sleep it, you breathe it, you think it, you wake up in the morning, you try and draw it. You, you, it's part of your life. You know, you, you, you either love it or you don't, you know, so so you get to the point where like you, you, you catch the vibe right away, you know, like, uh, all right, like no work talk right now. Let's just <laughs> let's focus on, you know. Yeah. And I bet Trish drops a hammer just like Kathy does with like, okay, we're done. You, you guys are done talking about this. I mean, because Steve's, Steve Hades fiance does the same thing we do too. So sometimes Kathy and Al are like, be done already. You know, I mean, I, we still on occasion, I mean, we'll walk into a restaurant and Kathy will look right at me, a new restaurant, she'll look right at me and go, is the lighting going to ruin our evenings? I mean, because if it is, we can leave, just leave right now. Because she knows walking in, she's like, oh, this place looks like shit. He's never going to shut up about it. You know, so can you get over <laughs> yourself with this? And we'll go have dinner or we're just going to go somewhere else. Because uh, frankly, I've had enough already and you haven't even said anything. So. Ah, uh, a she's family a very, affair. She's a very she has a very specific Okay, that she does when we're uh, when we're supposed to be done talking about work. <laughs> so it sounds like you guys have all been very successful at avoiding what I think of as the as the negative side of nepotism. When I think of the the locals, where uh, Billy Bob's cousin and nephew and his uh, girlfriend's three chucklehead sons are running my follow spot ops and you, I feel like that's a very real negative side of nepotism that you guys have definitely taken the necessary steps to avoid because a lot of people when they think of nepotism they think of well that's clearly I'm going to get the entitled child who who doesn't belong uh, running a follow spot or you know running a grandmaster but it sounds like uh, John and Mario, you guys have both taken the the long, hard process of actually putting them at the bottom of the ladder and then just kind of nudging them up the ladder instead of yanking them up the ladder. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mario, yeah, we forest gumped our way through this parenting thing. Who'd have thought? I think part of it as well is that, that I... You know, I know Mario and I have both tried really hard to make sure, like I said earlier, that our kids were aware of our jobs and spent time hanging out with us. And, you know, I mean, Haley's known, you know, people that you, like Chris Ivino, you've known Chris since you were like five. You know, the, these people that are part of your, your extended family, as well as people that are, that are in part of our work community. And I think they've seen how much work it is, Chris. And, and I know that Mario works every bit as hard as I do and vice versa. And Haley and Carmen both see that. And I think that helps you not be entitled to because you look at it and go, holy shit, you know, be careful what I wish for. That if this is what I really want, I can see what I'm getting into and it's going to be a ton of work. And, and I think that mentality and that ethos is, is really helpful in not doing the entitled thing because frankly, we've all seen it. We've all seen businesses where 
where the, the father starts the business and the kids inherit it and they just run it, auger it right into the ground. Mm-hmm. And, and I think Haley and Carmen both see what, you know, Mario hasn't done OSA on his own any more than I've done Light Switch on my own. You know, we've got a ton of really great people who work with us. And I think, you know, Carmen and Haley see that and go, yeah, there's a, there's a responsibility and a lot of work by a lot of people here to create mm-hmm. something that I'm, I'm not going to fuck up. I'm just not. Wow, that's uh, that's some truth bombs there from Mr. John Featherstone. Um, <laughs> so we're almost out of time, that... but I definitely want to take a moment to really put you guys on the spot. And I'll I'll start with Mario. What was the what was the proudest moment that you knew that you had made the right decision, and you knew that Carmen was in a great spot, and you could really kick him out of the out of the nest and let him fly? What was the first moment you like? Wow, I uh, I have a great kid in the industry. Actually, um, truthfully, it's been multiple times where I've just been standing behind him and listening to a show that he's mixing, and listening to you know how he really layered it and how he took care of stuff and how he dealt with the crew. Um, it's been multiple times where it's just like, wow, that sounds really good. Um, I feel that he's a better engineer than I am. I won't tell that to him to his face, but <laughs> this is recorded, uh, right? Is this yeah. <laughs> those are ringtone common <laughs> and you know the other proud moments are you know when you take it and you look at you know i have five children he has five children and i get to look at all that and go wow that's great and seeing how his boys are coming up um it's just a lot of proud moments a lot of good stuff but all right uh, that's it john same question uh, what was the what was the let's go for even something even more specific the one time you're like wow, Haley is going to do great. Um, I, think, I think like Mario, it's hard identifying moments. There's a ton of great ones. You know, watching Haley be part of the team that puts up an, a, a production the size of Taylor Swift. You know, seeing Haley be, you know, under Wally's tutelage, under Wally Lee's tutelage, you know, running a song, you know, running the, the ending of the McCartney show, you know, doing those great moments. But more than anything else, running into people who I think are the real tough cookies in our business, like Springo, and him saying, you know what? Your daughter's a pretty good kid. You know, and, and, and Mark Spring is not, not a man that praises quickly, and, and he, he had no agenda for saying it to me whatsoever. Um, but just the feedback that I get, and then when Haley is doing stuff that's where I cut my teeth, you know, when we were starting Light Switch, you know, Mario stuck his neck out and trusted us with the stuff with the NBA. That was pretty early business for Light Switch. And last year, Haley was right there with the, um, with, you know, with the Legends Brunch, which is a big high-stress gig for the NBA. It's a lot of players. And it was right after the tragedy of Kobe passing away. There was a lot of emotion and a lot of um, focus on that. And Haley just took that show. And it was like, I got this, Dad. I'm just going to run with it. And then for me, knowing that I don't have to worry that Haley's got it, that when Haley's on a project, no matter what the client is, you don't have to worry about it. I think, I think if there's one emotion which is prevalent more than any other in parenting, it's worry. And I think when you know your kids just got it and they're just going to be fine, that's the, you're like, okay, all right, you know, job well done here. That, that Haley's got it and I don't have to worry about it. It's done. All right. So now let's return the favor. Carmen, what was the first moment that you kind of realized like, wow, I want to do what my dad does? Jeez. There were, there were a lot. I, I you know, I, I always, I always saw what he did was like, it was like being a celebrity, you know, and, and he is a celebrity. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. My own mind. <laughs> and from, from early on, like music, music to me is always like spoken to me, like, but, but quality music, like I, like listening to some shitty track on a computer can, would do nothing for me, but putting on a set of headphones like you're wearing right now, Chris, and, and sitting down and putting a CD in the CD player and listening to a track is more immersive than I think I've ever known. And I, I realized that from when I was really young. Like I, music is, is what, what's me. And there were, there were some elements of stuff that he did where, where I would see what he was working on and the sound of some of the shows that he was mixing and watching him work on this stuff. And at that point still, it was like, you know, it was, it was knobs and racks and stuff. <laughs> so it was like, he was like cooler than this. As far as I was concerned, like I was more fascinated with what 
he was doing and what his guys were doing compared to what was going on on stage. Like it was just cool. So that wow. was, uh, right there was a, there was actually in specific, there was a time um, in Vegas where he had brought me out and he was doing, it was right after Frank Sinatra died and doing a tribute um, in the Mirage, right? The Mirage just no, built, MGM. MGM. Yeah. They had just yeah. built their, um, their um, conference space. It was brand new. And um, it was, it was impressive. I mean, there, it looked like you needed like a, a chair on a track to mix the show because <laughs> there was probably 22 feet of faders and knobs and like the, and it sounded pristine and these guys knew what they were doing. And the, the vibe was just so cool. It was like, why would anybody want, like, you don't even have to pay me. I just want to do this. If I could do <laughs> oh, here, say that Mario. What? Yeah. You I just found say you don't have to pay me. That's found it. a place you can. Uh... <laughs> I just called when you get paid last year. Yeah. <laughs> Quincy Jones stopped the orchestra. I walked Carmen across the stage on that show because the show was made up of every artist known to man doing one of Frank Sinatra's songs. And as I was walking across the stage, Quincy looked at me. He stopped the orchestra and he looked at Carmen. He looked back at me and he goes, "You can't deny that boy." And I was like, "I know, Quincy." <laughs> yeah, wow, that's awesome. And uh, Haley, it's time to put you on the spot. When was when was the moment that you kind of realized that uh, your dad's actually kind of a cool guy and he kind of might know what he's talking about? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, th I think it was two things for me. One is slightly more specific than the other. The first one um, was just that Light Switch has always been family for me. And, you know, all, all my you know, my, my uncle Lacey and DC and my uncle Jeffy. And I just always wanted to be a part of that family and be able to con that family was um, sort of put by my dad uh, was just something that made, has always made me proud, you know, and I've always wanted to be a part of that. And then I think the more specific um, example would probably be he did this show in Salt Lake City for it was the that big show you did for the Mormons, remember? Yeah, abs oh, absolutely. Light of the world. Light yeah. of the world. That was it. And I remember going there and it was the first time I'd ever seen a show of his that was like truly awesome you know yeah, it was a massive like, show yeah. yeah it was just such an experience and to be able to look at it as a piece of art and go oh wow like you you do you can do art real art with with lighting um yeah it made me super proud i'm i'm always proud of him i'm super proud of him and of lights it's a huge point of pride in my life always so yeah, he's pretty okay, Haley. He's... Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, this, this, this is a full person. You have to come and pull him out of the room because his head won't fit out the door. Uh -huh. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, anytime I want to know that I get grounded, I just have to hang out with Mario. He'll bring me right back down to earth. <laughs> yeah. But this That's is why a collaboration society anyway. This is what the business is all about for people that really fight, you know, including you, Chris, yeah. that have known each other a long time and love and respect each other. That's, that's what it's all about. We know we have each other's backs. Hello, high water. We may we may not um, always see eye to eye, but we always agree on supporting each other and and yeah, and making each other better. I agree. Yeah. Uh, if nothing else, that we we all realize how much we miss our uh, our second family these days. Because yeah, if it so wasn't much. for these podcasts, I would be missing uh, you know the other ninety percent. I love the ten percent. My core family, but my second family is missed terribly these days. So. It's a hard feeling to replicate, like doing a gig, you know. <laughs> mm -hmm. So there's nothing you can do to really like fill that energy hole, you know. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for, uh, for taking the time to sit down with me and kind of make a little family thing. Uh, listening to Mario talk about uh, Carmen riding the bike. I, it was, it was tough to, 
to fight back the the feels there. I, I got a case of the feels for oh, sure. He rode right off the right off the dock into the ramp. Yeah, and I bet your first thing was like, Trish is going to kill me. Exactly. <laughs> I knew I could make it. <laughs> I can make it. I can make it. I can't make it. Oh, that's fun. The, uh, the thought of bring your children to work day lasting 30 years just sounds very exciting to me. And I, and I hope that very cool. I can uh, learn from you guys to do the same thing with mine and be able to You'll spend more time with them. Yeah. You know, I was yeah. gone 275 days a year. And now I get to spend time with them. So, yeah. you know, you work in, you go out for drinks. Well, I used to go out for drinks, used to go out for dinner. Um, <laughs> and you get to hang out. So, yeah, yeah it's, uh, it, it's really well worth it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, Amen to it that. almost sounds like you're cheating. It sounds like you've found a loophole <laughs> to the work family uh, paradox. It does feel that way sometimes, Chris. Like, it's like, and you look around, you've got some of your best friends in the room and then your kids as well. It's like, wow, this is, yeah, this is, this is amazing. I'm going to get busted. Somebody's going to maybe go look in an office. Yeah. It's two-way, man. I, we get the same feeling. I'm sure Haley feels the same way too. We, we feel like, like we were, we wouldn't have had these opportunities somewhere else. You know, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have had the balls to do some of the shit that I've done if I didn't know that I had somebody backing me. Because <laughs> at that time, you know, how do you, how do you really know if it's, if you're genius or total shit, you know? So like, <laughs> safe place to fail. Like I was saying, no, you guys got the bail exactly money. Right on. Thank you guys so much for taking the time. I really appreciate it. This was brilliant. Thanks for doing this, Chris. Thanks, Chris. Thank you. Lots of, lots of feels. Thanks, everyone. All right. Thanks, everyone. I'll talk Take to you in a little bit. Bye, Haley.